Welcome to On The Map. I'm Lee Carriher, your host. I'm the CEO and founder of Double Forte, a national independent public relations, social media, and communications agency. We are on a mission to help companies from the solopreneur to the mid-cap market maker achieve their goal, get on the map, be known for what they're great for, and make a difference in the world. At the end of the show, which is about 20-ish minutes, I will share with you how to become a guest on the show. So please stick around for that. In the meantime, here's the next 23, 24 minutes of greatness in marketing communications and helping people get on the map with real life advice. Here we go. It's Lee Carraher, and this is On the Map, and I'm so excited to have Benny Anderson with me today. I'm going to tell you all about him in a second. So Benny, welcome to On the Map. Thank you for coming. I'm so excited about our conversation. Thank you for having me, and it is a pleasure to see you again, friend. (laughs) So let me just tell you about Benny. So Benny is known as the Google guru, the social media swami, the team building therapist, He has an extensive knowledge about running a small business from operations to marketing, but hates to toot his own horn. Well, hmm. my wife Uh, wrote that. (laughs) He can ramp up super fast on Google and Facebook ads campaigns that actually work. I can tell you that because um, one of my clients and I have worked with him on this and I've been so impressed with his work. Um, And he knows how to work with a small budget, small business, big business, all different kinds of business. Um, really getting in there and finding things that work so that people can find you or wait for it, get on the map. So uh, he is also the executive director of Visit Eau Claire. So I live in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, the unsung hero of the wonderful state of Wisconsin. And he joined there March 1st, 2020. <laughs> but since he's been there, he has worked, he and his team worked so hard and they've done such an amazing job of putting Eau Claire literally on a map in the state of Wisconsin that I thought he would be an awesome guest to come and share what he does, how he does it, how he puts all the pieces together so that small business, big business, and locales, locations can become known and desirable and destinations to go to. So thank you for that, Benny. Thank you. That's a, that's a heck of a introduction. <laughs> I hope I live up to the hype. <laughs> so you can see he's wearing his Visit Eau Claire shirt, which he wears all the time. And what is interesting, so let's just actually, Benny, tell us a little bit about Eau Claire. Why is it great to live here? You know, the, the first and foremost thing about Eau Claire, despite everything that you say in tourism, is the people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, that has never been more apparent uh, than COVID in, in that time since. Uh, but I mean, the people that you work with and live next to and that teach your kids and, and all of those different things are just amazing um, on, a, on a different level. Uh, many people, when I took the job during COVID, you know, kind of gave me grief that I was the unluckiest person in the world becoming the tourism director, you know, two weeks before the pandemic shuts down everything, you know. Um, and in reality, I've told people I'm one of the luckiest people to have the opportunities that we had to work with the people that we did in the fashion that we did. There's just that entirely collaborative Midwest friendly experience of, listen, we might be competitors, you know, we, we, we might not have the same goals or even beliefs or, you know, even some of that divisive political opinion, 
but everybody kind of put like that that whole argument aside in the Chippewa Valley to say, hey, how do we help each other and how do we support each other? And we got to still live it next to each other when all this is done. So it's definitely the people. So that's the easiest part. Past that, I mean, we're just a beautiful area. I mean, you have a ridiculous amount of development and attractions built on the rivers and trail systems and parks built around that. We have incredible access to all of the big amenities of the big cities. You know, we have huge music festivals and the Pablo Center and great restaurants. We literally just yesterday were on Fodor's Magazine's website as the as one of the top 10 food scenes uh, unknown in, in the Fodor's. world. So people, Fodor's, isn't that, you know, isn't that some like tiddlywink little thing? It's Fodor's, internationally read Fodor's. Amazing. Top top uh, front page of the website. I mean, and uh, yeah, so we've we've had a lot of um, exposure from from that world lately for how amazing Eau Claire is and how quickly the area is growing. Um, but on top of that, you know, we just we we also have a lot of fun events uh, and uh, a lot of great support from the community in general for the whole approach to the area. You know, we. We don't have the big problems of big cities. We don't have a, a lot of crime. We don't have a lot of traffic. I mean, a, a traffic jam in Eau Claire is getting stuck behind the school bus at, at, at release. You know, uh, I mean, it's true. You know. It's like I came to a I came to a stop. So I think my listeners know I moved here from San Francisco uh, two and a half years ago, and my first traffic jam, I was like, there was three cars at each of the at the four way stop. I was like, there's a traffic jam, and I was like, got sort of like I was getting my like, wait a second, this is nothing. No. <laughs> it, it's crazy, right? I mean, yeah. like you have longer lines in fast food things than you do in traffic. And, oh you my know, gosh, it's know? so true. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then you have like all these ridiculous, like, I mean, like, you know, you have you know, the Pablo, which you have incredible access to great level shows without having to leave our backyard, you yeah. know, but you're also still close enough that if you want to go to any of those other locations, um, you're, you're set up, you know, uh, and yeah. Yeah. And just, uh, and the area that we, we live in, we have such great big partners mm -hmm. that still have to exist in a small market. Right. So you have these multi-million dollar companies like Silver Springs, you know, right. Uh, who are the world's largest, you know, grower and producer of horseradish, a huge company. And they're going to see at the ball field, they're going to see in school and they're like, yeah, how do we support the community as a whole? Yeah. And it's just that very unique approach. It's the, mm -hmm. I always call it the biggest small town in America. Yeah. So um, thank you for the plug to Eau Claire. Come visit us. We have a great food scene and a great music scene and a great farm scene and a great bike scene. And, and, and if you're bored here, it is your own damn fault. I'm just going to tell you that. Okay. Um, which I never thought I would say coming from San Francisco, but I can say <laughs> it. So, um, what I think would be great to talk about is sort of your different approach with Visit Eau Claire. Cause I know when you started there um, and when we started, when we met the first time for Visit Eau Claire with um, Silver Spring, particularly around farm technology days, which is the largest farm show actually in the country that's run by volunteers. It was here last year, um, huge draw. We had 55,000 people. We killed all the numbers, blah, blah, blah. And Visit Eau Claire, the logo, right, was much more forward. And today, Visit Eau Claire, the logo is still there, but it's much more in the back. So 
and you did, and I remember we talked about this, you had like this click moment where you're like, wait a second, wait a second, this Eau Claire isn't the thing, Eau Claire is the thing. So talk to me about that, that frame of mind where you're figuring out like what it is that markets a place and that what made you move Visit Eau Claire, the logo to the, to the rear, as it were. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I come from some of that world in charity too. And I mean, like, like you saw in my bio, it, it, it actually started a little bit more innocently than a marketing strategy when I was uncomfortable talking about what organizations that I've worked with try to do for other organizations and like, you know, charities, right. You know I mean? Right. Um, and, and different things where you, from a PR level, yeah, you should be talking about it. I mean, like sometimes I would hit myself if in the, in the past for what I did, but didn't talk about that probably would have helped the organizations more. Right. Um, but when I got to visit Eau Claire, I mean, an incredible team with incredible people, but, um, find some financial struggles, you know, before COVID and then, walking into COVID, just a, a whole different opportunity to have to revamp itself and what it meant to be um, an organization here that promotes tourism, but is also really a community organization. Mm -hmm. So it gave us this very unique opportunity two weeks into this to say, listen, uh, we're, we're going to be a community organization first to help our partners. So traditionally, all of that budget would have been gone to you know, brand campaigns to promote Visit Eau Claire's brand as, as the destination, the right? Come to yeah. Eau Claire through Visit Eau Claire. When all of our partners during that first wave of COVID shutdowns were having to cut their teams and turn off their marketing, all of it, uh, we worked hard to find a budget to keep that going for them and then really put it forward as them. So yeah, it was on Visit Eau Claire's page, but it was talking directly about the partners, mm -hmm. you know, restaurants and events and, you know, um, sometimes even, yeah. you know, the, all of it, you know, and breweries, even the trails, trying to get out the word of these are the entities that we have here mm -hmm. that we are trying to keep, you know, alive. Uh, and if we do that, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, if Visit Eau Claire survives, the area does. And we probably like rising tide will raise it. Mm -hmm. And it works so extremely well. Um, and it also made our community a lot, a lot tighter. You know, there was a little bit more inherent trust immediately of the, um, in all of my marketing pitches and all of my event pitches over the, the course of my life, the number one question I get asked the most is what's the catch, right? Right. I walk in and I say, that is a Wisconsin question. Yeah. Yep. That question doesn't happen in other parts of the country, but that's a Wisconsin question. <laughs> I walk in and I say, listen, I'm, I'm, I'd like to help. I'd like to help fund it. I'd like to help figure out your problems. Some of that is a, a is probably a pretty ridiculous hero complex. Um, but <laughs> some of it is really just that if we do this for the right reasons and and really go after that to support others, number one, people will remember that and they will help us work with other organizations. Number two, if all of these things are, are growing in tourism, I don't have to worry about Farm Tech Days giving me a, a five-figure contract to say, you know, hey, let's promote this as Visit Eau Claire. Let's do this. I can just do it, right. pay for it out of our budget, and room tax goes up. Right. You know, so it really... Because so everybody knows room tax is what funds Visit Eau Claire. Correct. Yeah. So the better a hotel does, uh, the better the tourism does, the better we do. Right. Uh, so we really took that that more holistic approach to how do we not only fix our budget, but how do we not lose 
partners. And I've been in, Eau Claire is a little bit smaller town, but I've been in hospitality in Eau Claire now for almost two decades and have had over 1500 employees who are all in that workforce. And so we took it very personally to say, I don't want to see a restaurant shut down like like they're going to in the, in the cities. I don't want to see a hotel shut down because I have to think about it personally and say, that's my friend. They have kids. They don't get to pay their bills. Right. They don't whatever. And, and also, I, I mean, I typically know who's running these places. Yeah. So it really was um, a great approach. And we had a ton of partners in it with, you know, the chamber and, and Becky uh-huh. uh-huh. and EDC and all the organizations right. that worked with us to really support that. But um, obviously tourism took a little bit bigger hit and we got to really run with the ball for a minute. Well, I think what really it is, is really service. uh, You have a service approach, right? A service when you serve, when you help um, uh, and you worry about solving a problem for somebody else. And if that's your marketing strategy, solving a problem for something else, and particularly for this tourism, I mean, it has a different thing, but I mean, that's what you do for, if it was a product, right? If it was a product, you're solving, if you can talk, if a marketing program can talk about solving a problem for somebody else and making the other person the hero, not you the hero, your program is just going to do better, period. I mean, we have so many, so many data points on that. So if you just have a service point of view that your role is to serve in marketing, you're just going to have so much less friction and have so much better results, no matter where you put your money in it, I think. Well, and we even try to take it one step farther, right? I mean, like, you know, that service mentality, but my favorite thing is to take two people's problems and introduce them to each other and let them solve each other. And then I get the heck out of the way, you know? <laughs> so like, it's really easy for people like, well, I, I need a better presence in the community. I need a better, you know, like whatever, whatever. And I'm saying, cool. And then we introduce them to this event. They're like, Hey, they need some money to help survive their marketing and a sponsor and whatever. And, and you introduce them like, Oh, this is easy. And I'm like, yeah, sure is. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. so there's and the farm tech days for us was, just that beautiful approach of it where we're trying to get this, you know, event, you know, to actually happen after, you know, all the, the I mean, poor delays know. that's happened. Right. So I was, I was on the executive committee. That's how I met Benny in that role. And we didn't know we were, we were uh, counter planning up until June. The event was last July. We were counter, we had three plans all the time. We didn't know it was going to happen or not. And Benny and his team were like, okay, you gotta get some people here. Assuming we have this thing, so go. <laughs> I'm always the, the gas on the fire, right? Like, yeah. Uh, the joke is that the B in plan B stands for Benny. I don't have a plan A. <laughs> so I'm really glad you had three ones to prepare for that. I had but three plans, dude. Three plans. I always have a plan for when it's about to go south. Um, so, you know, I mean, but in that farm tech world, you know, I mean, it's a volunteer based thing yeah. for the most part. And you had all these people that are supposed to be off the hook after one hard year Never are now on there for three. Uh, and, four. Four. <laughs> and, <sighs> and in tourism, we needed to come back and, and get the people there. Right. And so introducing those problems to each other and saying, listen, like, let's just figure out how to make this different and better it was yeah. it was incredible it was incredible and i remember you told me because like, on your social media the social media for farm tech days that you guys were doing because it was you know we had multiple things going at the same time but the visit eau claire piece it was bundled with some other stuff and the numbers were down and then you're like pull it out pull it out and the numbers went off the chart 
talk a little bit about what you did there to have a thought process on that. Yeah. So at the time it was a, it was kind of a, a, a cheap budget saving maneuver for, um, for Facebook ads, right? Mm-hmm. What we did was we made this events out of reasons to come back to Eau Claire for the summer. Right. And we put you in there with the heavy hitters, you know, right? Country oh, Fest, country Rock Fest, Fest, Rock Fest, Country, country jam, jam, the the fair, hello. Yeah. <laughs> and in any normal year, right? Like, like they're they're already like up there. But now it's those been a are, year since. So you don't, if you're not from here, those are huge events. Headliners, national national headliners come for all these music um, festivals here. Aerosmith, Taylor Swift, yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift, the whole thing, all the big guys. So, you know, we're already, you know, we don't look like that at all. We go, we got a lot of cows and a lot of uh, tractors. (laughs) So then we put this, this in this carousel ad, you know, right. Of, of the different ones and said, Oh, check out all the cool things. Well, Facebook optimizes it a little bit. And then obviously you're the last event in the calendar of it. Right. We were. Mm -hmm. So I log into this ad after like this ad is blowing up right and i'm like oh my gosh it's working great whatever and then i look at the the attribution to each ad and i'm like oh okay we've had like nine ten thousand clicks to this ad and farm tech i think had like a hundred and i was like and so immediately in my head i was like well that's not going to get it done you know and the other ones they're going to come back immediately because they're reoccurring events they missed one year but everybody and and their brother is automatically got those plans especially regionally so i was like okay break it out and they're like how aggressively and i was like just throw the money at it and they're like what And i was like guys this is we're at one point the the attendance estimates from farm tech days went from we one. might cancel multiple times yeah. to go virtual at one point, which I was yep. like, how do you do a virtual farm? Like you can't virtually drive. We had a, a plan. I had a yeah. plan. Just, you know. Right. <laughs> to, like, and even the two months before it went from yeah. 40 to, to 50 to 20, like two weeks beforehand. I was like, yeah. I really hope somebody's hedging their bets. Cause I am over the ledge on this, but it's fine. Right. <laughs> so we, we put in a ton of money into it and immediately when it's standing on its own. You say a ton of money though. What are you talking about? North of 5K at least okay. for a month. So a lot of people who are listening to this spend that in a day. So, I mean, but for the, for $5,000 against Facebook for an event, that's a big amount of dollars. That's a lot of dollars, no matter where you are in the country. Well, and especially yeah. when, you know, when we're looking at that, that total summer budget, you know, for how our our room tax dollars in March overnight dropped 63%, right. which is how we fund that marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. We're starting bigger marketing digital campaigns in 2020 than we ran in 2019 because of how committed we are to switching to that platform mm-hmm. under the new uh, ideas, but then also in how aggressively we want to come back. And at this point, there's no grants announced. There's nothing. I am literally cutting things out of the operation to throw it into the marketing yeah. and just like winging a prayer, right? Yep. I hope my board is not listening to this. I mean, but they knew it, you know? So, so we, we get all this running. And so we start running this, you know, $5,000 campaign. Uh, and then we end up going immediately into, we have to start dumping more into it because it's producing. Mm-hmm. And at that time, if something's producing, you got to run while it's hot. Yeah. So on top of that, we have Google ads. We're running a ridiculous yep. amount of content. And we're starting to run ads as we get closer to the event for the auxiliary events, the 
the uh, hoedown downtown, hoedown, uh, the country, the rock show over in Altoona, yeah, all in horseradish hop, horseradish which was my hop? favorite. Yeah, so we actually went out and bought a five-digit program. Um, another gamble. Um, really, I if my board's listening, just turn it off. Like, <laughs> uh, but we go buy this this app that is creating digital tour experiences. And we go launch it as the horseradish hop as our first one. And the idea is that any restaurant that is serving a Silver Spring product, we will highlight as part of this app. If you go to the restaurant and check in if, to a couple of them, you can get a prize. Mm -hmm. um, and the second prize was, it ended up costing us like $17 a shirt after the design, but it was this dry wick shirt that is like the old tuxedo shirt. But instead of a tuxedo, we put overalls on it with the handkerchief and oh, I've seen it. I, I'll send a picture for you so you can it's pop great. it up in the editing, but it looks ridiculous. Like it's, yeah. but it's cool. Right. <laughs> so we go to the restaurants at the time and I know a lot of people in the restaurant world and they all said, listen, we'll do whatever you need to support us, but we have no staff and we have no money to put into new recipes or training or anything. And I said, okay. So at that point we reached out to silver Springs and they said, we'll give the product, we'll figure it out. And we yeah. said, okay. So then we start getting it and all of a sudden we get traction on this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And the first day I, there's a restaurant across the street, the district, mm -hmm. and I love them. They were my oh, COVID restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and I went in there and talked to them and they said, listen, we really want to support it, but we just don't have the resources. I said, I'll get you the product. And they said, we just can't, we can't overcommit ourselves. And I said, I 100% understand that. I go to lunch the next day as the, the or the, the next week. And right. horseradish hop has launched and I'm sitting there and uh, the young lady who I talked to, Ashley, the manager, she's taking my order. And then the next table over goes, Hey, are you on that horseradish? Hop? <laughs> and she looks at me like, dear God, did he hear that? And I'm giggling, you know? And she goes, and I was like, Ashley, I'm not loving it again. I was like, it's not. And I told you so. And she's like, okay. So she's joined every tour since then, yeah. you know, but, um, but we had, I mean, at the, the I end result for marketing contribution for this event that could cancel at any minute mm -hmm. is, you know, damn near 20,000, $25,000 yeah. in that month alone. Amazing. And we're really, and, and so we go through that. Yeah. Right. Everybody it works. It worked. Right. And we, um, I mean, we, I mean, a lot of people thought that show was, we, you know, Eau Claire was going to kill that show. Eau Claire kept that show alive. Um, and it all because we were collaborating and, and solving problems and just getting it out there, you know. And it was such a cool show, like from a visit Eau Claire experience, because our offices were mostly virtual. We right. really, we like even the music festivals, we went as individuals, but there wasn't that like, let's go have a booth, you know. And, right, you know right. and so this was the first time we had to have booths at an event and we ended up having four of them. Right. And I mean, literally, it was so amazing to get out. To, that was the first time I got to do my job in that role. Right. Standing right. out in front of the people physically that I serve and saying, hey, where do you want to go to a restaurant tonight? What like yeah. check out these events? Like, yeah. and it was so cool. And then you're standing there with all these people that have worked their tails off. Yeah. You know, right. And you can hear Chris Crozy in the background. And yeah. you were nice enough to give me a, a pulled pork sandwich from <laughs> <laughs> Big stack meats is, you know, like my guy, you know, right? Yeah. And it was just, it was just so great to hit that moment and say it was it. all worth it, and yeah. and then to get the results that that you guys yeah. did. Yeah. Fifty five thousand people coming to this event, 
Uh, and from a room tax perspective, you know, room tax had been crawling back up at that point yep. since 2020. We got to those months and in May of 2021, 2019 was the record year for room yep. tax. In 2021, we hit the, 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 the pace of May in, uh, for 2019, about May, June, we yep. beat a little bit, July, just crushed Blew it. it out. Yeah. And then, and I mean, and I mean like huge numbers, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and then it just kept, it was like the momentum just kept building. Um, and so, yeah, this year, like I keep looking at the counter, I'm like, well, that number is interesting to hit this year, <laughs> so, but it was, it was great. And people still talk about it. The, and I've been in customer service a long time. I got one complaint mm -hmm. from all of the marketing, from everything that we did. We took a lot of customer service things, I, you know, from yeah. it. One lady came to me and she emailed me and said, I came all the way to this event and I couldn't buy Silver Spring product. And I said, <laughs> That's well, they were giving it away for free. We and were giving it away for free, people. <laughs> so, and all I could think after all of this, I was like, if this is the one complaint that I'm going to get about this event, yeah. I'm going to take care of it. So I took one of your boxes with the three oh, of them and I just mailed it to her. And I was like, I'm really sorry that happened. Here you go. And like, and I was like, okay, we're done. Like literally that's the, the that's wrap it. up. There's no, yeah. So it's amazing. So. I mean, I think for, for, I think a lot of learning out of that one is that, you know, always be looking, you know, you have a plan, you did the ad, it wasn't converting, you changed it up and you threw some cash at it and it started moving and you moved other dollars against it. Cause it was moving too. And you, it was more of the float floats all boats strategy and it worked. Right. So one is yep. that you can't just put something out there and just hope that it goes. You got to put it out there and do your best job and put it out there and then adjust as soon as you, you know, as soon as you see if, if it's not working or not. And then what Benny said was, you know, if it's going, go, keep going, right? If it's working, keep making it work. Um, and yeah, in the end, there was more money against it, but the net result against actually having all those people come was everybody won. So, and then two is the collaboration, right? You know, the more you can be partners with people when you have a, um, a common goal, the more people you have um, talking about you, right? The better it is. So, um, you it's, know, it's so crazy was doing stuff, the team was doing stuff, all the agents, all the um, exhibitors were doing stuff. I mean, but it all worked together. And then three, I guess, for you specifically, the learning, you know, what I was very impressed with, Benny, is that you took the learning out of Farm Technology Days and applied it going forward to all of your work, right? You saw this worked by pushing forward on FTD and on Silver Spring because they were the host farm. And then now you've applied that to everything else that you're doing and it's working. It is just- Oh my working. gosh, everything and at a ridiculous like pace. It's exploding. At a ridiculous pace. Right, yeah, it's exploding, which, you know, it's just a great example. I do what before, I mean, I've already keep you, keeping you longer than I promised and my production- Oh, you're okay. My production team's gonna go late. It's supposed to be half an hour, but um, Google. So people are getting crushed with Google ads right now. Crushed because the cost has just gone up in so many categories. Um, one, are you seeing the same thing in your categories here with Google ad costs? Um, a little, but I, I tend to have a little bit different strategy in Google than most. Oh, tell um, us more. Yeah, so, um, you know, I... The traditional agency model, and there are some reasons to go buy your own brand in your own words, um, you know, for that, but sometimes it becomes that, 
that um, diminishing law of returns, right? Like somebody's searching for farm tech days or Silver Springs, there's no ad competing, you're the number one listing, and yet the most consistent thing that we run is Brad advertising for it. Yeah. So in reality, you're paying people to accidentally click your link, you know, right? And right. then you're saying, well, why didn't I get more people? You know, right. um, there's there's a couple of, you know, different keywords that we aggressively, types that we go after. Uh, so in, in tourism, for example, you know, a lot of the things that we go after will be, you know, fun things to do, uh, family activities, all of it, right? And and those immediately are more producing, especially for the, the scale that you're in, because then you're not, you're not getting them to come to something that they're already familiar with and probably already searching for. You're getting them when they're in that shopping mode and saying, oh, hey, actually, that's a great idea. You know, right? The other one that we go after, you know, sometimes a little bit more aggressively, you know, depending on the business and the strategy is competitive keywords. You know, I mean, in farm tech days, you know, some of our best words were, going after other events or some of the brands that would be there, or, you know, even some of that things to do category so that you're getting people that are there for a business reason, for a brand reason, and for a family reason, you know, right. And so watching all those different like ulterior mechanisms to get people there really does so well, but traditionally, especially when somebody decides to open up their own Google and run it, Google automatically supplies to you, you know, hey, buy your own words. And the words. Yeah, well, Google's job is to make money. There's a reason yeah. that they sell you that. Um, the other thing that we tend to do a little bit differently in that content writing is take that more marketing approach of it's not about how they necessarily structure the ad. It's about writing an ad that is engaging to the customer, you know, right? So they'll give you a lot of those, you know, suggested, you know, um, ad lines and, and copy. Yep. And I almost never use them. You know, I mean, I almost always go look at my SEO terms to see what I need to write it in, but then I write it in as an ad that is still speaking to the search for, for why it's important. Um, I'm actually in my ads. So, uh, you know, from, from that farm tech example, you know, it's there was even some references in the ads to get back out for yeah. a, a community event, you yeah. know, right? Um, whereas in the traditional world, it's going to be straight up, you know, uh, farm tech, Eau Claire, yeah. Wisconsin, you know, 2022. Right. Here's the date, right? Here's the you know, right? And it reads as like the Google robot, like you right. can tell the difference between you know that that content yeah. crawling type of ad and a human. Right. You know, right. And there's still, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a completely digital guy, but there's a reason yeah. you, you write, you know, that, that people still write TV and movies, you know, there yeah. it's not yeah. produced by the, the robot. Yeah. So some of that really, really performs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the other part we'll of it is around is the issue, right. You're not going, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're, people are going to, you know, I think that's a great example. Farm technology days, there's one. So, <laughs> you know, it's going to show up in the search. Well, and, and even some of these events, you know, people who know farm tech, they're not going to be looking for us. We want people who are not looking for us to say, oh, I could go that every fun day. Oh, I yeah. didn't know I could see that. Oh, who knew about tractors and who knew about all this stuff? Yeah. Silvermine Ski Jump is another example, mm -hmm. you know, where when you end up in that ski jump event near me or mm -hmm. going straight after their branding, you know, for it, yeah, you're only going to get so much. But when it's cool winter thing to do, right? Yeah. Or 
Olympic qualifying event. You know, like right. like those right. are the ads that were like, people are searching things and you, you're you still directing it through your targeting, your geo, you right. know, everything. But they're, they're getting that, oh, okay. And if you're wrong, you turn off an ad. Right. You know, if you're right, <laughs> you go build more of them. But at right. the end of the day, digital marketing and marketing in general is one of the few places in the world where somebody says, I'll give you a dollar, you give me seven back and I'm still not happy. Yeah. You know, right. And I mean, I mean, every time I like, I have so many clients that be like, well, I spent 20 and I was like, your business is up this much money. Can you prove it's marketing? I was like, yeah, in digital, I can, you, you ran every other type of traditional marketing with no tracking before this and spent more money than this. And your business maybe changed marginally. In digital, you can 100% see that drive push. And if you haven't set up appropriately with e-commerce on your site, you can track it back to the the ad, you know, right? And so I always laugh when people are like, I spent more money in marketing than I ever did. And I was like, yeah. what'd your revenue do? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Ooh, if it didn't through. go, then stop spending the money. But if yeah. it went, do you want to spend more? Yeah. I mean, like why, you know, right? Well, even as like for the, so the PR, like the media relations, which you guys have really amped up on for Eau Claire, come here, you know, lists and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, that you just have to put a pixel on your website so you can track that shit. Excuse my mm-hmm. language. Um, but some people are like, oh, I don't think that's important to do. I'm like, no, no, no. You want to know where the link comes to your website. Cause you can actually, we, in PR, you've never been able to track before ever. Right. And now yeah. you can. Just get ready for small, it. I was a small business guy for, for so many years and I was really good at that gut instinct, right? Before we had these tracking metrics, I could mostly know. But once we started enforcing data, then it forced me to make decisions based in fact. Yep. So, and I'll give you two examples. Um, there's an event that I hated to run. Uh, it was literally one of the worst events I had to run. And when I went to look at the numbers, it made money. And every year I was like, everybody on our team was like, we should cancel this. Right. right. And every time we'd be like, it makes too much money. Okay. It's one day out of the year. Let's go. People like it. <laughs> but then we had charity events, which I would drive and push and we would do them, you know, for the feel goods and the right reasons. And they wouldn't always produce. Form, yeah. And the team would come back and they'd say, we probably shouldn't do this again. And we'd say, eh, okay, we shouldn't, but let's go. You know, but it really made you focus on those, those numbers for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And PR from that level, you know, when the last economic downturn happened, I was uh, at Metropolis Resort when the hotel opened and we actually ended up, we were working with a a charity at the time that we had helped start called Joshua's Camp Mm -hmm. that helps kids uh, with cancer. And the PR push and the connections that we made from behind that became so trackable in the connections and partnerships we made that were even not trackable in that world where we had to then say, we would get people that would say, Hey, we want to be a part of that. And we'd say, cool. And then they're like, we also want to do business with people like you. Right. And that's that farm tech silver Springs experience in a nutshell. Literally the minute we got done with farm tech days, I was like, um, I mean, Silver Springs is really not a tourist entity, but can we still be friends? And they're like, yeah, let's go. We have bi-monthly meetings to discuss yep. like what what they can do in the community to continue tourism and health and what we can do to continue to push out, mm-hmm. you know, their brand as yep. that. And they're not, it's not a natural relationship for tourism yeah. and, and, 
and mustard. But I have to tell you, it was one of the goals. So we came, um, Double Forte came on with Silver Spring when they got assigned um, Farm Tech Days. And the first meeting I had with Eric was, don't do PR because of Farm Tech Days. Do PR because Farm Tech Days is going to springboard you into another place. Because if you just worry about this one event, who cares? I mean, you're going to have, we're going to get you people there. It's going to be a great event. It will happen. That was before I was on the board. And (laughs) uh, we'll make it happen for you. But it doesn't, the business goes past the event, right? And um, that, and that, you know, what you just described is the business goes past the event. The the business can be a driver for so many things when you're not thinking about, when you think about it at the, at the big 30,000 you know, foot level, not at the, I got to sell more horseradish level just for them specifically, but that was a springboard for them. That was a goal. The springboard, you know, it was, if, and I said, we were not going to sign up with them if they just cared about this event because it doesn't really matter to the business because right. they dumped so many, so many dollars. I mean, they took, uh, 300 acres out of, I mean, it's a long story, but uh, the the springboard of actually getting ready for the event and what's happened since then for their business has been exponential, right? Because the marketing and the communication and all the things around it were built for that, right? That's why the first time we met, which we didn't talk about on the show, but next time I have you come back, we'll say, you know, I was <laughs> grilling Benny, apparently I totally forgotten this because I'm worried about after the event, right? That's what I cared about. That was my, you know, yep. I remember that, but that's what I was worried about. I was worried about after the event, not just getting people to the event. We'll, we'll talk about the Wild West showdown of, of two oh, agency directors on the I next. I do not remember. It was so friendly for the record, but we walked in and I, <laughs> I, I was telling her this story beforehand and it's a good story, but I, I walked in and I was like, I mean, you feel like you got your hand on the, on, on the gun waiting to draw. And she, you asked me such like pointed, directed questions because we didn't know the other one was going to be on the call because right. like, who are you I'm, yeah, I'm not there as a, as a marketing agency. I'm there as tourism right. and you're on unannounced to me as, you know, their, their PR and marketing. Yeah. And so I bring in this whole pitch and all of a sudden I'm like, huh. And you're just starting like going and I'm like, okay, she knows what she's talking about. What did she do here? I am so confused, you know? Yeah, and then you're sitting on the other side of it, like, why am I asking the tourism guy about Google ads and, and SEO and whatever, whatever? Like, and I'm like, I don't know what that is that was the beginning here. of something beautiful, Benny. I'm just gonna say yeah, it, out it loud. did. <laughs> it it became a goal of mine like immediately. And we we talked about it in our market team. I was like, guys, here's the deal. This is the first chance that we really have to shine on this new level. If we can win over Lee and Silver Springs. Uh, you'll know I'm right. And they're like, good luck. Oh my God, that's <laughs> so. so funny. That's so funny. Well, Benny, we have talked way too, well, not too long for me, as you know, but way too long <laughs> for a production team. I so appreciate you coming on the show and talking about all these things. Um, I'm going to put all the all the to-dos and the insights down in the show notes page. Go there, come to Eau Claire, visit us, um, visit Benny. He can, have, he can give you a beer or 10. And... Uh, Everyone can learn from every every company in the world can learn about um, what works um, through the experience of Visit Eau Claire because it has been an amazing, amazing ride for you for the last couple of years. So, so impressed. Thank you for sharing and I'll have uh, you come back soon. <laughs> thank you for, uh, for, for having me. And as always, I mean, you know, that, that ride is due to the dedication of, you know, the team that I have. And Great the team. partners that we get to work with, including you, Lee, and, and the team out at 
Silver Springs and, and Farm Tech. We, we've, we've really appreciated that ride, but I don't even know if we're in the driver's seat most days. So <laughs> thank you for having us. All right, everybody. Until next time, I'm Lee Carriher, and this is On the Map. Thank you so much for listening to On the Map. If you're a successful entrepreneur of a company, or if you are a, a marketing executive who has had success on getting on the map in your industry or your location or among certain different consumers or customers, I would love to talk to you about how you did it, what programs and tactics you use to become known, become famous for what you do, the difference you make for your customers and your clients or your consumers. Um, in order for you to apply, just go over to my website, go.double-forte.com backslash podcast slash guest. And that's a mouthful. It'll be in the show notes. So just go down there and apply. We are publishing on the map all the time with awesome guests who are sharing for from the trenches ideas and success stories that we can all apply in our own businesses. So it to get all of the shows and not miss anything, please subscribe. And I so appreciate you if you can also give me a thumbs up or give me a rating. This helps the show be seen. I can't under, you can't underestimate the power of a a thumbs up and I would really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And now it's time for you to go get on the map.